Hey guys, Pretty Focused Podcast, episode 22, recording on Monday, 9th of August. Joined by my co-host, Shahan, and the ruse will get Jason Horn, it looks like, doesn't it? Hey, Shanika, yeah, it's looking more likely than unlikely. I mean, there's a bit to play out, so um, haven't secured the wooden spoon just yet, but um, I think Cal Toomey's thrown up question of whether we'll trade pick one but it's too early for that but um yeah, yeah, 20, was 20 and three goals in the weekend on the in the sandful too i saw yeah so he's definitely a gun so we'll see where he ends up um south australian but it was a yeah big week in footy again so it's still continuing so we're yeah gonna wrap up the round but west coast and melbourne are to get underway soon yeah, and I think the big news in footy happens on Fridays now. So the, the Clarko Mitchell handover being brought forward and the Tex Walker um, news came out on the Friday morning. So, um, yeah, punishment six weeks and a 20K donation to an Indigenous charity. Um, so that that was an AFL sanction, wasn't it? Six weeks? Yeah, I mean, the Crows, um, it was the Crows trainer that, overheard him making that racial slur watching a reserve match would have been mid to late July um, and then the Adelaide then it got investigated by Adelaide and they handed it over to, to the AFL so I think the AFL is the one that um, brought down the suspension what did you think of the punishment you think it's too light or too excessive um, I reckon it's probably more towards the light end to be honest <laughs> Just because there's been so much work done at eradicating racism and to have a ex-captain, current player and senior player, um, yeah, say what he said. We don't know exactly what he said, but yeah. definitely bad yeah. racist comment. So, um, yeah, like Peter Everett apparently said something pretty bad like 20 years ago and he got four weeks and 20,000. So, um yeah, looks like nothing much has changed in terms of the magnitude of the sanction. Yeah. But it's definitely a bigger issue now um, than it was back then. So maybe it should have been harsher. Yeah, I think um, so. Ex teammate Tony Armstrong, who's yeah, um, pretty good commentator, he he spelt the ever punishment now. That was 23 years ago. So yeah, it's only two weeks extra. Um, fine, still the same. Um, do you reckon he plays AFL again? Because obviously there's, I think, at least five to six Indigenous players on the list. Um, I know he's contracted, but do you think he does play another game? Because I guess a fair question at the moment. Oh, it's, like right now, it's hard to see him returning back to the club, I think. Uh, yeah, but like time heals and stuff. So, and I saw his, he just posted an apology video with... Um, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, like Robbie Young in the background, like them together. And okay. uh, it was emotional in that as well. So it goes for about a minute, a minute and a half. Seemed pretty genuine in his um, apology. So he could go and sort of rectify what he did and educate himself. But as a stance, I think he's probably played his last game for the Crows, as harsh as that sounds. Yeah, I think... Um... Obviously, he's form warrants another year, but yeah, this is a completely different matter. And um, like you said, it's just surprising because I mean, Elia copped it on the weekend on social media. It's every week, a, play, a different player seems to cop it. And 
Um, AFL players are the first ones to come out really strongly. So it's just, yeah, um, probably the most shocking news of the year that a fellow player had said that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully hopefully the, there's good that can come out. And the trainer reporting that's, I think, the, the, the key thing here because that probably would have been swept under the rug 10, 15 years ago of a star player. Um, they self-reported it. And, yeah, hopefully his identity is protected. But, yeah, that's a, a great step, I think. Yeah, and I think the AFL's done well to get on the front foot and um, yeah, handle this pretty efficiently because it um, yeah. it happened quickly. I think. Um, cool. Should we move on to the tribunal news? Yeah. So, so Toby Green's in the uh, gun again. So he's got two weeks for the elbow on danger. Um, did you? I saw that. I think we both watched that most of that yeah. game. What did you think of it at the time? Um. Yeah. I mean. It, Look bad whenever you get someone in the head yeah. um, and you do damage to that area. I think it warrants a suspension. Um, but you, you got to go on past precedents, right? Yeah. Like, Fridge. Yeah, Fridge. And even in the Dangerfield one in the grand final. But I, I guess Dangerfield wasn't sort of um, fending off. It was more. You hit the ball first, yeah. Yeah, that one was a little bit different. But um, yeah, on. Precedence, like the French one, yeah, like you said, that was probably the closest. He gets off, like, if you look at that. But yeah. yeah, in terms of head high, like probably like a week is probably there. Yeah, what I think you- yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so too. I mean, he, he got subbed out of the game, probably in doubt for this week. So um, action plus consequence probably leads to I don't know at least a week ban. But he's got two at the moment, and they are appealing. So we'll have to find out. I think tomorrow in the appeal is held and did you see the Selwood and Stasevich head bumps at all? Uh, I saw the Selwood one. I think yeah. I missed the Stasevich one but the Selwood one was when he was um, yeah, going for the ball but yeah, he did choose to bump and he got Taylor in the head. Um, Taylor, no, um, he didn't get hurt or anything so he bounced right back best, up. Best on green after that, yeah. Yeah, and he had a black eye but that could have been from something else. Um but Selwood, yeah, he just got a $3,000 fine. But, uh, yeah, I think this is where everyone's confused, where you can bump a player in the head and just it's only luck that prevents you from getting a three-week suspension compared to a $3,000 fine. So, um, yeah, they can't do they can't change the rules during the season, but from next year they need to um, yeah, punish the action more. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, Brad Scott might be in the run to take Steve Hawking's place and hopefully that's the first first thing because we saw Daniel Venables retired early last week. At, I think he's 22. So, um, yeah, really want to prevent these things from happening. And, yeah, I thought both those boys deserved a suspension even though the opposition wasn't subbed out or anything like that. Yeah, I hope Brad Scott does get that role because, you know, Scott, he's pretty logical and rational in his thinking and I think he would be pretty much perfect for that role if he likes not to go for the coaching jobs. Set. Got uh, some game reviews. So the Roos played the Tigers and they were up for a fair bit of the game, weren't they? Yeah, so I went, in the, went into this game pretty optimistic and we've been in better form out of the two teams. Uh, but in the end, it was a game of two halves, I thought. So it started well, um, led by, I think, 20 points, 20 or 30 points in the first at the main break, but uh, should have been more. So we missed a few gettable shots. Um, 
I had a lot of inside 50s, so I just couldn't capitalize. And efficiency was pretty poor going inside. So, yeah, Richmond, they did have a couple of experienced defenders back in the team. So they were yeah, a bit more mature than they've been the last few weeks. Uh, but, yeah, Zerha was good. He was accurate. But Larky had a bit of an off day with one goal, three. Uh, one of the goals, one of the points he kicked, he kicked it, um, he went through, but he got was touched by the man on the mark. So I think Toby Green had a similar. Yeah, last week, yeah. Yeah, against you guys, yeah. So they're just on uh, unacceptable sort of set shots. Just stand, I don't know, kick it earlier or just yeah. kick it high. He can't, yeah, that could cost games. And also in terms of uh, defensive pressure, I th- thought we were really poor in that. So just 37 tackles and that's nowhere near good enough for like, to get a win. So I think Richmond had over 50. So um, a lot of our players, I think more than half the team had one tackle or less. So I think um, you're not going to win too many games doing that. It wasn't, I guess, you out of the game was played. It wasn't a free-falling game. It was just lack of pressure from the Roos. It wasn't that free-flowing. I mean, we maintained possession for the first half. with a lot of uncontested marks. Um, 72, I think, for the first two quarters. So um, we had more of the ball, so we can't really tackle them. But in the second half, when the Tigers sort of upped their pressure, um, yeah, we could have tried a bit harder running the other way. Um, yeah, for the Tigers, yeah, they kicked the goal right on half-time, so that gave them... They just kept them within reach. So, yeah, Jack was able to stop one. Uh, but yeah, after halftime, the Tigers, they just um, upped their game. So they were better in the contest. Tackle pressure was right up. Um, I think Rioli had, Morris Rioli Jr. had a bit of an impact and gave him a spark when he came on. Uh, yeah, a couple of rundown tackles and uh, no, he was pretty impressive. Um, didn't get much of the ball. He's probably not ready, exactly ready yet, but um, kicked a goal as well. Jack Graham was probably their best and kept them in it for the entire game. Uh, I thought we did pretty well without Cunnington. So Cunnington normally plays pretty well against the Tigers and he leads contested possession. But yeah, our young midfielders stood up, I thought, with um, Simkin really leading the way. Uh, yeah, so five uh, clearances for him and same with Debbie Juniak and eight for Anderson. Uh, yeah, and contested, contested possession as well. So, um did okay there, but um, yeah, guys like uh, Cochin and Kerbis sort of got on top towards the end. Um, yeah, so turnovers was the other thing. So when they upped their pressure, uh, our sort of um, we just didn't have time to execute, and yeah, which led to turnovers. And yeah, the Richmond way is just that pressure and sort of getting goals, like scrapping a goal. Yeah, so that's what they started to do. Um, in the end, yeah, we just couldn't. Uh, maintain um, our composure. Yeah, I saw a few, like, I think Zeebel turned it over in the back half and then one to Bolton as well who picked the goal. So um, a few turnovers did lead to direct direct goals. Yeah, that's how we were losing our games early in. Yeah, so it was probably the worst half since that Essendon game where we lost by 72, I think, the first Essendon game. Um, but otherwise, since the bye, we've been pretty good. And also, I think our young legs looked really tired. Uh, David Juniak, he had 38 touches. Um, he was good, but I thought um, he wasn't as impactful as he 
was in his previous game. So I think Jai Simpkins probably had a better sort of impact. And Jaden Stevenson was a bit quiet as well. Um, so he's just got to find a bit more consistency, which I think will come as we improve as a team. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those sorts of players. In terms of positives, I think Jack Marnie had his best game for us. 18 possessions, five tackles, and 83% dispersal efficiency. Um, yeah, he's one you'd want the ball in his hands when we're uh, kicking inside 50s. And he, I think he suits our game plan pretty well. So, uh, good little player there. And Thomas just keeps um, being consistent, I think. 22 disposals and eight marks for him. And you think, I think he got. Uh, it's been an emphasis, I guess, on his defensive pressure. Have you noticed the change from last season to this one? I think he just works harder overall, like whether it's defensive or offensive. He tackles a lot. And, um, yeah, and he gets on the end of um, chains as well. So, and he, yeah, I think a lot of our players are leading up and taking that that mark, so uh, uncontested mark. So, um, yeah, they're just learning the game plan and uh, it's showing. And, yeah, Curtis Taylor also worked hard. It's a bit more midfield time with 17 touches. And, yeah, Mackay had another good game, keeping Lynch to six disposals and scoreless. And some of the negatives? Yeah, I think uh, Tom Campbell was just um, essentially a backup Rockman. So, yeah, first game back in the AFL after a while. But, yeah, just a bit slow. So, I think um, he might get one more year just as insurance if something happens to Todd Goldstein. And... Uh, yeah, like Luke McDonald as well. I thought he's had a bit of an injury interrupted year, but um, he just wasn't as effective. It's a bit of a new role for him as well. So a bit harder to play wing than halfback. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't as effective. But, um, yeah, he'd, I think he'd be aiming for a bigger year next year. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, it's good to get some experience against uh, the Premiers, really. Like, if you told me start of the year that we'd be leading at half-time against the Premiers, and, yeah, the game would be in the balance. I would have taken that. So, um, now the positive second half of the year continues. On, um, so, yeah, not J-Mac, L-Mac won the, the BNF last year. So, you've mentioned Simkin, I think, every match nearly as a positive. You think he's probably the one leading the the best and fairest at this stage? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Cunnington missed a few games here and there. So, um if Connors has played most of the games, he probably would. But, um, yeah, I think you can throw a blanket over Zebu, Simpkin, and Aaron Hall, I think, with um, Mackay just outside those three. So should be an interesting, um, yeah, vote count. And the showdown, um, fifth, number 50. So going into it, it was um, Port Adelaide 25 and Adelaide 24. Yeah, so um, very, very close. So um, Port nudged ahead 26-24. So, yeah, it's been a, been a great rivalry regardless of, of that position. And um, I thought we had really poor first half by Port. Looked like a massive upset. Brewing, um, Crow's pressures was elite, I thought, the whole night. And you, they tend to do that when they um, you know, when they did that against Geelong around one and then the Ds. That's what stands out um, when they do play well, their pressure. You know, that's Nix's trademark. So they sent... Sloan to Wines, Keys to Boken, um, David McKay to Darcy Byrne-Jones early. Uh, that sort of set the tone about being the hunted. Um, support one goal, minus 19 points, minus 14 contested, and minus 36 
percent inside forward 50 efficiency. So it was um, yeah, remarkable. We were even in the game at that stage and yeah, got control of the game in the second half, plus 22 contested and plus three goals. So that was really the, the key in the game and the turning point. Yeah, and contested possessions, what you keep banging on about, yeah? So if you start with that, generally the tide turns <laughs> in your favour. Yeah, so I think 15 out of 15 wins, we've won that contested ball count. So it's not, not a coincidence when we win that, we win. Um, Aaliyah was, yeah, best on ground, the clear difference in the end in a four-point ball game. Um, Kariha, 10 intercept marks included, including five contested. Yeah, I think, is the record 10? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got the record now. Um, it's equal with a few players that comes to it. Yeah. I thought yeah. Sam Power was more impressive because he did it on Hawkins and Elias did it on, I think, Himmelberg um, and Fogarty, I think it was. Yeah, but he did. He took a few contestants. Mark, yeah, like you said, yeah, yeah, yeah that was impressive. Yeah, uh, could they have done anything differently uh, to like negate his influence? Yeah, I think any time with an intercepting defender, like you saw it, um, Tom Stewart on the weekend, Bunting dragged him back to the goal square and just made him accountable. So I think that's the key: dragging him to the goal square, putting a really dangerous forward on him. I don't think Ali really respected the opponent he was on so he just yeah roamed a bit freer than freer than normal um yeah burton and houston pretty dominant off half back in the second half um yeah really stepped up in that last quarter with the game on the line and ollie wines one goal three including two inside 50 contested marks quite a quieter game in the midfield but if he can kick a bit straighter then just adds another element to his game and yeah drew really stepped up in the midfield again um Bonner and Bergman were really good again, um, as he had lesser names in the team. Yeah, I listened a little bit of this on the radio, and uh, yeah, the commentators mentioned Bonner a few times, so it sounded like he had a good game. Yeah, he's, yeah, stepped up. I thought, yeah, in and out, uh, start of the year, so it's probably lack of continuity, but the last probably month or so, he's been, yeah, really good, even in the one-on-ones, which, yeah, isn't really his strong suit. Um, Sam Pepper lifted in the fourth as well, including the go-ahead goal. And yeah, Rosie and Bud is really electric going forward in a in a low-scoring game. And it, yeah, it's a huge difference between Port when they're playing well and when they're not. Oh, when they're in yeah. the team, sorry. Yeah, I think um, yeah, Pal Pepper definitely. I watched the last quarter and he had a few important touches towards the end, which um, yeah, helped uh, yeah get a few goals. Uh, what about for the Crows? Anyone impress you? Yeah, but so he, I thought he was best on for the Crows to get clearly beat Dixon, delayed goal late, but um, yeah, apart from that, yeah, really really impressive and probably begs the question whether they keep Talia because um, haven't contracted him yet, so maybe Butt's ready for that number one um, key position role. And they've got Mackesee, obviously, as well um, in the wings. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't played much this year, Mackesee, and Worrell as well, they're too yeah. young position players um and yeah since he's come back tom lynch has been a valuable contributor yeah definitely as that connector i think that's where he yeah, best plays his role and uh, was really good and chase jones i think is coming on a little bit too gets a lot of criticism because he was picked before butters and um and dersma but yeah nine intercepts and seven contested so i think finally he's um stepping up and playing yeah had a little bit of a shock at the very end there he just went for yeah. Maybe a kick. He was going, trying to get over the port at the player, but he just kicked straight to Aaliyah. 
unfortunately. But um, yeah, hopefully he comes good, good because um, Ned McHenry is slowly getting there. Yeah, he, so he was another. He was a second of the first round picks that year. Yeah, uh, so yeah, crucial win in the end, especially after the Swans are upset. So two two games clear of fifth, and with two games left, so you'd like to think top four's sealed. And yeah, twenty and zero against bottom ten this season and last. So um, banking wins where we yeah, really should be. Yeah, you need a bit of luck to win premierships. So with a bit of luck, yeah, you've sort of secured that number four position, hopefully. Yeah, and um, worst, I think, yeah. Yeah, and if you play, if you come up against the Bulldogs, who are couple of important players down um, you never know you never know what could happen and the ruse are playing the swans this weekend do we know when and where that is don't think the picture's been announced yet no it hasn't but uh it'll be at marvel because it's our home game and I think that won't change and probably saturday sometime so um hopefully saturday night both clubs are deserving of some prime time because we haven't had much this year so we'll see what they're for do there. Uh, in terms of VFL, I don't think it'll come back this week. Um, definitely wasn't on week gone, but um, they do have scratch matches the AFL, so I think professional athletes can still sort of organise yeah. uh, practice game. Uh, just that the VFL guys can't, I think that's a rule. Not, sure, not too sure. Um, but hopefully, yeah, they would have got the run. Uh, would like to see a couple of debutants, hopefully, or at least Charlie Combin, who's been performing pretty well as a uh, key forward. Uh, if Sherry doesn't come up, I think, um, yeah, maybe bring in Combin because I think, yeah, Campbell would probably get dropped. Uh, uh, yeah, Bailey Scott has a bit of a quiet game as well, so he might uh, be omitted. And um, if we want to rotate some of the young players, maybe Curtis Taylor or um, Jack Marnie might get rested as well if they're a bit banged up. Um yeah, we'd like to see Lazaro back in the team because I think um, for a first year, he's had a decent year and he does pretty well in the uh, EFL when he plays there. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone else really... Maybe Phillips can come back in. He was a sub on the weekend. Uh, in terms of the older players, maybe... Uh, Josh Walker got a bit of a hit or not, but he was okay. He played on. But um, if we think that mm-hmm. if Buddy gets rested which is a potential. Maybe he can come out and R2 can um, yeah, play because R2 was pretty good in the couple of games he played. Uh, if Buddy does play, maybe yeah, Makai, I think, will definitely go to him. Try to keep him quiet. Um, Tarrant, having Tarrant there is so good. He had a couple of important intercept possessions, so I think um, we would definitely need Tarrant to um, not only play next year, but maybe the year after. As well, so if he takes Reed, who's um, an important player for Sydney, that leaves um, Heaney as well. So maybe Jack Jack Zebel, yeah, like someone. Heaney's got a bit a bit more of a spring, yeah. So yeah, yeah maybe Zebel, probably the best we got to be honest. Unless yeah, Walker does play, then he can take him, but this might be too fast. So um, yeah, he'd be looking to bounce back because I think Heaney had a bit of a quiet game. On the weekend, with um, yeah, no score, eleven possessions and no score. So um, yeah, in terms of the smalls, maybe R two can take Papley if he comes, or Golden is having a pretty good first year as well. Um, yeah, I think we got to stretch their backline. That's probably the one of the ways we can take advantage because they didn't really have a tall backline 
uh, no Alia there and um, it's only McCartan, yeah, yeah McCartan might you might go to Larky. Um, yeah, so we probably need Sherry or Combin to play really, otherwise, they match up pretty well against us. With, um, yeah, Zerha Ford, um, to be dangerous, a bit of an inexperienced forward line for us, so it's going to be tough, I think. Um, the midfield battle will be crucial again. Uh, Sim can probably go head to head with Parker. Maybe try to tag him uh, inside. Can't aim contested possessions, which is pretty ridiculous, and 12 clearances. So we need to put some time into him. Uh, James Robotton, he's been a bit quiet, hasn't he? So had a good year last year, but yeah, it's been a bit in and out of the team. So yeah, he was starting. He was late in, I think, yeah, because uh, Mills wasn't playing. But uh, Mills should be back. He had a bit of Achilles on his families. Pulled out late. Mm-hmm. In terms oh. of so, Crow's obviously six points up on Ruse at the moment. So I guess to not get the first pick, you need to win two matches and then hope they would lose both, right? Yeah, we play them in the last round, um, so that makes the equation a bit easier. So yeah. essentially, if we uh, lose this game, then yeah, we've got the number one pick. So um, to simplify it, that's yeah. <laughs> As easy as it gets. Um, a win would be unlikely, I think. Uh, Sydney, they have just generally have the wood against us for a number of years now. Um, we beat them, I think, a lot, maybe last year, the year before. But I think it's unlikely. Um, yeah, they tend to play the ground pretty well as well. And they'll just have too much to play for, especially if West Coast win tonight. So that leaves that top, that fourth spot still uh, open, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Sydney maybe by like three or four goals, and um, yeah, then we can lock in Horn for round one next year, unless we trade it for two top ten picks. No, I think uh, I think Horn's too good to pass up. Uh, yeah, sample form as a junior and kicking goals and yeah, getting touches wouldn't want to give him up for for two. But anyway, yeah, we'll be excited next year. But uh, yeah, do you want to? Kick us off with your preview. Yeah, support playing Carlton. So it looks like it'll be an Adelaide time, obviously, to be confirmed. Um, Blues and yeah, especially Tiger on the blowtorch again after the upset loss versus the Suns, who came off a um, nearly 100-point belt in the week before. So um, Tiger's under some pressure. And McKay and Walsh did look a bit hobbled in that match. So um, whether they play or not with no chance of finals, it's probably a question there. Um, yeah, I watched. Um, yeah, watched some of this game as well. So Mackay's done his shoulder. He's yeah. been carrying it, I think, and I think he's definitely missing. Uh, yeah. And I did read Welsh might play, but again, is it worth risking? Probably your two best players. <laughs> or yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I think you'd probably rest them. I mean, look, I think if Mackay does play, Mackenzie normally takes the deepest forwards. He'd say that match up there, um, and Amon slash Desmer on Welsh because yeah. I don't think one player can match his engine. Um, I think Weedering goes to Dixon, um, who dominated Jones last season. So I think Jones goes to Georgiades. Um, it's big, big matchups there. And um, Cripps versus Wines in the middle. Dow versus Boken. Kennedy versus Drew. Um, so I'd say probably Aaliyah goes to um, Kerno, which is yeah, a huge matchup. Probably the only one that can match his athleticism and hopefully, yeah, Kerno stays injury-free. 
Um, Blues' defence has been pretty loose, I think, the last few seasons. So you'd like to think Rosie Butters, Gray, who was a bit um, scratchy, but he'll be better for the run, and Fantasia too, to take advantage of that. Um, and yeah, still probably a must win to sneak into maybe a, a second or third spot. Um, with the dogs in the last round, this is yeah, probably the the locking win you need to yeah, get. Yeah, to third. Uh, yeah, um, I think Port would be pretty disappointed with the first half. Um, maybe even most of the game against yeah. Lead. Yeah, to only win by what, four points. Four points, yeah. Um, yeah with Brody Smith out and Crows down to one rotation. Yeah, as well, one, yeah. yeah down. Um, they definitely look to look for like a 10 goal win against Carlton, surely. But yeah. Just to get that. Who do you play in the last round? Yeah, dog, Dog's probably in Melbourne. So, okay, um, right. So. Yeah, one, one so. percentage as well, like you said, to yeah push for a second spot, minus 8% to the Cats at the moment. Yeah, and get some form into yeah, like Gray and Fantasia, like you said. So um, I think it's sort of build, building quite nicely for Port. I think if you can hit some form and yeah, get Dersma up and running as well. Because how's he been since he's. Yeah, he's we had a great fourth quarter last week, a bit quieter this week, but I mean, it's like that with wingers, right? Like um, one week they might have a lot of it and then the next not. So um, yeah, but he probably needs to yeah, get some more. Running his legs too. And um, speaking of run, you've got a good under-recognised player. Yeah, so Jack Graham, I uh, reckon he's a future captain. There's an article on the website as well. But uh, even just hearing him talk after the game, he seems um, pretty professional and has a good head on his shoulders. So he's only 23. Uh, he was one of, yeah, he's from South Australia. I think he was a leader in his uni days. Uh, one of the lucky ones to win a flag in his first handful of games. Um, but on the weekend, he was pretty amazing. 23 kicks, 13 hand passes, 8 tackles. Very efficient with the ball as well. So, 8th um, in the tackle, in the comp for tackles. So, uh, yeah, I think um, Carlton had a go at him maybe last year. Yeah, last year, I think, yeah. Yeah, or the year before. But, yeah, it's played 64 games now, so... Um, He's getting better and better, and I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe a couple of years, they um be making him the skipper. One hundred percent, he's a yeah. Probably not. Yeah, shouldn't be underrated. Really, one of their yeah, better performers this season. Mm-hmm. So, and you had a uh, a young the crow. Yeah, so Harry Schoenberg, um, probably one of the few finds of last season's wooden spoon year. Um, only 20, four out of his 20 games this year have been below 18. Pretty good for a second-year midfielder. Probably the only weakness is just ball use. Um, you'd like to think he ties that up over time. And he's had 20-plus the last five rounds, finishing off strong. And he's only 20 years old and picked 24 in 2019. So um, one of the building blocks for the Crows. Yeah, local boy as well. He's a, he reminds me a bit of um, Dan Hanelbury, the way he yeah. moves his hunched shoulders. So. No, he was definitely very good on the weekend, and um, I think he's still eligible for a rising star. He hasn't got one already. Nomination. Yeah, he should have got one, hopefully. But yeah, I don't. Maybe it was last season where he got one. Yeah, I was going to be. Yeah, we're not going to have any rising star nominees this year, the Kangaroos. So I think um, Tom Powell and Phillips, they'll both miss out on one, and um, yeah, I don't think anyone else would get close. Maybe Jack Marnie, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. 
Uh, okay, for the now to the tips. So you had a bit of a shock. I think most of the experts had shockers. How many did you get right so far? Yeah, so I've got one out of uh, one out of eight. Yeah, that's but that's the one you wanted to get, I'm sure. Yeah, the poor one. And you, you're I think four, four or eight so far with one yeah, game left, yeah. obviously. So just the Sunday upsets got up. So thanks to Hawthorne, Essendon, and Brisbane. Uh, so yeah, just four. Uh, the gap now, so we'll see if I can crawl back in the next two weeks. Yeah, we both tipped the D's too, so it won't change after this round. Um, so the round starts off yeah, Lions versus Collingwood at the Gabba. Um, I've got the Lions, and I think maybe Bailey might be the answer to that one pace midfield if he can spend a bit more time there. Yeah, Brisbane for me as well, and I saw Cockatoo kicked a couple, so if he can take Bailey's spot forward or centre and kick a couple of goals, now and then, I think, yeah, that'll be enough. And McStay's having a good patch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, without no hit put too. And yeah, Frio hosting Eagles at Optus. I've got Eagles. Frio, yeah, lost by, I think, 64 and 69 to the Cats and Lions at home the last few weeks. So I don't think they're making making finals. Yeah, I think um, yeah, the end of the season is there for the Dolphins, yeah. really, which no five Walters, but um, they might put up a fight, but I think probably should. I mean, um, Eagles should win that. Geelong versus St Kilda at GMHPA. I've got the Cats to respond after a rare home loss, um, even without probably Danger and Rowan in the team. Yeah, I don't think Geelong loses too many games in a row, uh, yeah, especially with Selwood there. So uh, St Kilda has been very inconsistent. They had a really good win, I think. Um, Cooper Sharman. I think he's playing pretty well as a mid-year draftee, so um, that's good on him. So Suns versus Essendon at Metricon. I've got the Duns. Dons. Peter Wright's coming off, I think, seven goals. So, um, yeah, neither the Peter Wright Cup. And um, at least the Suns responded with a win um, after the week before. Yeah, Metricon should be a, maybe a closer game than people think because yeah, they're coming off their best win, Essendon. So sometimes you can prone to yeah. dropping a little bit so um yeah but yeah Essendon for me as well I think um just red hot at the moment uh it would be good to see Matty Rowell just get a bit more of the ball oh, yeah. I don't know maybe he's a bit sore but he's having a bit of a second year blues type of year yeah he's had yeah, too many injuries for a second year or third year player um Hawks versus Bulldogs at in Tassie I've got the dogs um yeah Bruce is obviously down with an ACL so I think that might mean Jamara stays in the team. Um, maybe not as yeah, finals ready as, as Josh Bruce. Uh, yeah, I think they bring Mitch Wallace back and play him as that second yeah. the yeah. tour, right? Like they sort of this is probably the worst outcome for the dogs with um Keith and one of their key forwards going down. So yeah, hopefully Bruce gets back by this time next year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year's ruled out too. You think maybe Bond plays more time forward? Because obviously they've got it. Yeah, the deepest midfielder in the comp. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. He hasn't really been a dominant forward. Yeah. I think Petrarca and Martin are that, but Bont's yet to prove himself as that. So, uh, But they do have a lot of options. So even Dunkley can play a bit more forward. Yeah. Uh, he tends to kick his knack of kicking goals. Um, but yeah, I'd go for the Dawes as well, but it'll be a pretty close game with Hawthorne in good, pretty good form. Melbourne versus Adelaide at the G. I've got the D's. Um, 
bit of a lull the last probably month or so, but yeah, I expect him to yeah come into the finals with some good form. Yeah, they need their goalkeepers to hit the scoreboard a bit. I think they did the last couple of games they played with Brown and Tom McDonald. So yeah, they do take advantage of the inexperienced first defence. North Melbourne versus Swans at Marvel. I've got the Swans to bounce back and um yeah, Buddy's getting closer to the thousand too, so maybe he's, he's probably <laughs> one ba- one bag away from getting it this season. Yeah, I think he needs um thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so if he can repeat what he's done previously, yeah. he can get it this round. Um I think he does need like thirty to be honest. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen this round. So Yeah, I'd I'd back McCain has a good record against the best forwards. Um and Port versus yeah. Oh, I'm tipping, yeah, the Swans. <laughs> Don't think, um, yeah, we're uh, good enough to beat them. And, yeah, Port Adelaide versus Carlton in Adelaide. I've got, yeah, Port to, to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's sort of a lock, I think, with um, Teague. Um, find it, I don't think you'll be there next year after yeah. it's happened the last few weeks. So, yeah, Port thingy. Too many poor losses then. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there and see you next week to preview the final home and away round. Yep, see you guys. Thanks.